Well, g'day there. Welcome to the Duck and Rico's Red Dirt Podcast, the very first one for 2020, where we'll just sit back, talk about anything outdoors, dirt tracks, bush camps, beach camps, and everything in between, travelling this great country. So if you're doing nothing for the next half hour or so, kick back with a couple of knockabout blokes as we talk all outdoors and all good stuff. We just won't talk politics or anything too serious here. But it is our first one for 2020, and we've had a bit of a break, and there's good reason for that, which we will tell you about. But in the meantime, let's bring in my mate, Rico. Rico, g'day, mate. Hello, mate, for the first time this year. Yeah, I know, and for those of you who have been wondering where we've been... (laughs) We everywhere. Have, we have been everywhere, mate. We've been very, very busy and uh, doing uh, all sorts of different things, and which hence the fact that uh, we haven't had the chance to get together to do the podcast. I've been working, you've been working, I've been interstate, you may have been interstate, and we've just been absolutely everywhere. Plus, we had that Christmas period and holiday period. I had to go to Tamworth. Yeah, the floods, the fires, and everything else yeah, in between. Yeah, we've been doing all that. So, um, yeah, I've had, I had the Tamworth Country Music Festival, which was another couple of weeks out of the equation and another week or so in Brisbane and for the uh, Morton Bay Expo up there and a few other things on the hop. So it's going to be a pretty busy year. Um, so the, getting together is getting more difficult, but we will put the podcast together as often as we can, as we said, to, as I've said to many people who have emailed me and messaged me through our Facebook page, yet yeah, no, the podcast is still a goer. Yep. It's yeah, just that we're just not together all the time, so it's a bit difficult, but we'll get there. So our first one for 2020, mate. So quickly, mate, how's things been going? Mate, busy. Um, <laughs> as you summed up nicely there in the intro, I've um, I've basically kick-started a new business this year, which is very exciting. We're doing Australia Rediscovered Tag-Along Tours, so a lot of my time's been spent into getting that up and off the ground. Yep. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's probably the bulk of my time, mate. So this is the thing we spoke about this on the radio, and I think we might have mentioned it late last year. You were going to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So yeah, it's all come to fruition. So um, you you've got the the website or the page on on the rico.com.au website. Go there and follow the links. You can find the page for tag along tours. It'll tell you everything we're doing, where we're going, what we do day by day, so you get a fair mm. idea of what's going on. Uh, over the weekend, I actually just added a live chat function there as well so yeah, if you've right. got any questions while you're on the page you can just uh, so live chat you just sit there and answer questions mate i just sit there I, my phone gives me a little <laughs> there you go there's one come up right now someone's on the site there from adelaide yeah right and uh yeah you can say good day and, and i'll answer all your questions it'll be me in person yeah right okay i'm a well maybe an underling no like, no. like an assistant no, i can't a afford any of them Hey, a PA. <laughs> I'm not like you, mate. I can't afford any. Yeah, no. Well, I don't have a PA. Well, I sort of do. But oh, just... you sort of do. She's out there hanging the towels up on the line. Yeah, now. that's right. Exactly right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, um, all right. So, tell us a bit. So, for people that don't know, you can go on and you can go away on a tag along tour with you. Well, look, mate. This was born out of a couple of things. Um, first of all, while we we're doing the off-road adventure show, the emails we would get the most often are the ones asking how they could come away with us. Mm. Which used to sort of do my. What would you want to do that? Yeah, that's what I used to wonder. Why? <laughs> why on earth? Haven't they realised that we're, mm. we're a bunch of idiots? But mm. anyway, uh, so that was the first thing that sort of stuck in my mind for a while, and I've been thinking about it. And the other part of it is part of my passion, part of the sort of thing that drives me to go and do, you know, the TV shows and all that sort of stuff is to educate and inspire people. That's that's what I I get my buzz out of. You know, when you're mm. at a, a show like the four by four show or the the one out at Eastern Creek or whatever, and people come up and say. We went here because we saw this. Mm. That, for me, is as good as it gets. Yep. Um, you so, think that is good? I mean, I know with the radio show that that happens. I mean, yeah. I've had a bloke email me once who sold his house. They sold their house on the northern beaches and bought a, a 200 series in a van. Yep. How rewarding is it when you get that mm. feedback, you know, something mm. that you've put a lot of time and, and blood, sweat and tears into, and, and little details and things like that that you think people probably aren't going to notice, and when they do, it just makes your day. So... Mm. You know, I, I've been doing this for a hell of a long time. Um, you know, I started off in, in retail and, and wholesale in the four-wheel drive industry and went from there into working with competitions and stuff like that and then into the magazine side of things and mm. then the TV and YouTube and all the rest of it. Um, over that time, geez, we've we've been to a lot of places. We've mm. learned a lot. Mm. Uh, and I'd love to be able to share that with, with people. So All right, so if people want to go on that, they can... Uh, Check out the details. I just go. You got a new Facebook page for that too, haven't you? We've got a brand new Facebook page, mate. Um, if you go in there and, and <laughs> just do a search for Australia Rediscovered with Rico, you'll find that. Uh, you have plenty of information there on on what we're doing. The first tour is going to be one for the ages, I reckon. We're going to finish up on day five of this tour in the backyard of James Blundell. Yeah, right. On his actual farm. Met him in Tamworth, actually. 
Champion bloke. He said he didn't really know you that well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did uh, meet him champ- in Tamworth. He champion. was on the. I think he was on the um, Toyota fan stage and a couple of shows around the place. But he was he was up there in Tamworth along with everybody else. He's, yeah. That was big. Jeez, oh, it was mate, hot up there. He's <laughs> just he's just a real down to earth bloke. Mm. No airs and graces. Mm. Uh, happy to talk to anyone about anything. And and he's stoked that we're coming. So we're going to have a great time around the campfire. He's going to pull a mm. guitar out. Maybe his, his young blokes will come out and sing a few songs with us as well. I'm yeah. going to have my guitar there. So yep. actually, that's not much of a sales pitch, is it? Mm. Oh, well, no, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but along the way, we're going to do some pretty cool stuff as no, well. No, it'll so. be good. So if anyone wants to go travelling with Ricco, you just go to that Facebook page or go to the website and check all that out. And uh, you know we've got that um, and there's been a few... Um, there's been a, f- a few things on in regards to trips around the place in regards to the bushfire relief. Yeah, you've got that big Ulladulla thing happening. Mate, we've got a stack of people come along to that. It's just about, I think it's booked out now. How good's that? Yeah, so I think um, last I heard there was over 150 people going along. So Adam Harvey, again, another country music singer, he's playing there on the Saturday night. So it should yep. be a beauty down at the Kings Point Retreat in Ulladulla. So I uh, look forward to that. March 20 to 22 will be a big one. I suspect there'll be many shenanigans of a foot there. Anyway, so that's what uh, that's all happening. But mate, no, we've just been uh, soldiering on plenty of work, and I'm tipping that um, that'll keep you busy, mate. Absolutely, yeah. All right. So what do we want to? What are we talking about today on the podcast? Oh, I reckon we should talk yeah. about free camping a little bit today. Free camping, one of my favourite things to do in the whole entire world. Mm, well, plenty of people do it. I mean, I know when I went to Perth late last year, I drove over, drove back, and free camped all the way. Yeah. So I mean, it can be done. I mean, it's, oh, of course. You know, some, some of the, the yeah, some of the spots have got facilities and everything there. It's good. Some some of the best camping is free camping, and <laughs> you know when you when you're fortunate enough to go really remote and you just happen mm. to find a spot somewhere in the middle of nowhere, it's, mm. uh, it's not a designated anything. Mm. It's, it's usually on somebody's property too, you know, but they don't really mind. Oh, oh no, well, sometimes I don't think I'd it can do that, be. Yeah. No, I mean no, but well, sometimes certainly no fences or anything. No, no, that's what I mean. It's unfenced, but it's sort yeah. of usually uh, the property is owned by somebody. I mean, yep. yeah, so. Um, you know, in some of it, I mean, some of the spots you'll camp, you'll pull off the side of the road and drive into the scrub, and someone obviously owns that land, so it's not always government land. But yeah, anyway, well, I've done but that plenty of times. But there's plenty. We'll talk a bit about free camping. I think we should touch on too is on how technology has helped campers now. I think one of the biggest thing yeah. ever is Wiki Wiki Camps. Wiki Camps. I'll tell you what else is a really good resource is Google Maps. Mm. All that, as well as things like YouTube, where you can research your trips on YouTube now. Yep. And apart from that, even like these weather apps, and you know when the weather's going to turn, and, yep. or you've got some idea. As you know, we've had some pretty big weather events lately. Yeah, that's and right. And we were flooded in here. Well, well, actually, for those of you who are wondering where we've been, that was one other thing, too, that stopped us doing the uh, podcast one week. We are all set. We are locked in. And then the bridge flooded here. Both bridges. Both bridges, North yeah. Richmond and Windsor, and you couldn't get across here, and we couldn't get out. Uh, so we were flooded in, but oh, we could have, we could have made it, but it wasn't driving four hours. And a lot of people, because it hasn't flooded, the bridges haven't gone under for so many years. A lot of people thought, "Gee, that's a big flood." Let me tell you, that's not a big flood no, out no, here. It happens, and there are there is talk of um, of still predictions of of big floods um, happening um, this year. So well, there's plenty going on up in uh, sort of South Queensland at the moment around the the Balone area and. Mm. Yeah, it's still it's still happening. So hopefully that water, you know, I feel bad for everyone that's that it's had an, a negative impact on. Mm. Um, you know, that's terribly sad. But hopefully that water makes its way down into the Darling and and those areas that have been doing it tough for water. Mm. Uh, I know Menindee Lakes and the Broken Hill region are just screaming for water to come down through into there. Yeah, oh mate, there's plenty of places around still dry as chips. Yet there's still a lot of places now that have copped a lot of rain, and it's good to see the rain around the place. And there was a heap of it there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, uh, Trilby Station posted on Facebook the other day they expect the, the river to be flowing in the next few days there, yeah, which, is which is great. Yeah, well, that's great news for anyone who's been down on the Darling. It looks poor. Yep. So but the, the more water going through there, the better. So uh, I did see that post, actually. So uh, good luck to them out there. It's a good spot, Trilby. Oh, I love it. Yeah, our second tag along is actually going to go through there and we'll stop there for a night. Yeah, it's a great spot. There's plenty of good camping there along the river as well as if you like that communal experience. You can camp sort of up in the campground near the big communal fire and the hall and all that there. It's a great spot, Trilby. I like it. Like, I like them, them station oh, that, that put that people. on. Great people. You know, Kilcarra is another one. I actually bumped into some people in Brisbane last week who I met at Kilcarra station when I was in Brisbane. Yep. Uh, and it's funny, this bloke and his missus, I bumped into them everywhere. I bumped into them in Tamworth a couple of years ago, somewhere else. I was, I was at the Slim Dusty Centre opening, they were there. Yep. Met them at Kilgara. I said, what are you following me around? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, that happens all the time. We, mm. When we're on the road, we run into travellers here and there. And 
Anyway, so speaking well, of stations, I just found out last week that uh, my cousin, who I don't see all that often, which is terrible, is actually running one of the best stations in the country at the moment, which yeah. is Rawnsley Park in the Flinders. Yeah, right. Okay, that's massive. Yeah, well, we need to probably get down there, mate. Yeah, it's a great excuse. Yeah. So, um, but in regards to the podcast, we are back, and it is the first one for this year, and uh, we've got some plans for it. We're going to try and stream it live on Facebook and do things like that. Yep. To show people exactly where we are and what we do. And um, and how we do it, and we'll be sitting there behind the bar in oh, the shed. How good would that sounds be? terrible, just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so anyway, but no, no, we will show people all of that as well. So we've got some plans. It'll be just like a Saturday night, it will. Yeah, that's right. Well, and maybe then, we should do it on a Saturday night. That's right. And I think on March 14, we're going to go down to Macquarie Four by Four, which is an ARB. Yeah, well, it's ARB, ARB Windsor now. It's yeah. not Macquarie Four by Four anymore. Yeah, and it's a they are, they have built a huge showroom there. Yep, and uh, and a whole new premises. And uh, look, it's I went down and checked it out the other day. I was there, and we actually went down there to get some lockers done. And um, I've got to tell you that um, it's a great. This showroom oh, is yeah. going to be enormous, and they're having a grand opening on um, March fourteen, and we'll be there, and we'll just be there hanging around talking to people, and we'll, we'll do the actually do the podcast from there. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make a nuisance for ourselves. So Don't worry we'll about record that. the podcast and put that straight up. So it yeah. won't be live, but it'll be close. Yeah, I'm very good friends with the boys down there. Uh, Duncan, who owns the place, he and I used to be in the same four-wheel drive club for a, yeah. for many, many years. He still talks to you, does he? Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's one of those blokes that doesn't judge, mate. Mm, no, fair enough. And Chris and Con and a good team of boys yeah, down Chris, there. So. Chris and I used to work together. Yeah, and um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be down there on that one for uh, March 14 at ARB at Windsor. So yeah, if, if you're, you're around, on, come down. Yeah, pop in and say good day to us. We'll be there. It'll be a cracker of a day. Um, I bumped into a couple of your mates when I was in Brisbane. Sorry about that. Last week. All I know. I mean, <laughs> I have, uh, your mate Dingo Dave. Dingo Dave. Dingo Dave's What actually, about his uh, head? Oh, I know. He's got a head for radio, hasn't oh, he? Well, Dingo mate. Dave, um, you know, despite being, you know, head like a drop high, he's actually a very intelligent man. Mm. Uh, he, his trade is a school teacher. Really? Yeah, and his other oh. business is the Australian Off-Road Academy, so he does a lot of driver training for four-wheel drives. He does mm. other, um, a lot of government departments and things like that. He used mm. to run tours over on Fraser Island, yep. and he's going to be doing the tag-along tours with me as well. Yeah, so good. there'll be a wealth of knowledge. If yeah, you're a newbie, yeah. this is the perfect tour to go on. You've yeah. got a driver instructor. Yeah, he did mention that as well, and also he had another bloke with him from Darcy. Yeah, who, that's who that's my mate for you. My so. mate Greg Dixon. Yeah, so... Um, and uh, look, and at the end of the day, I mean, like you've got to deal with Darcy, haven't you? I mean, yeah, I have, I have. Yeah, um, so, um, brand ambassador for Darcy at the moment. Very, very proud of that association. Yeah, well, they are very. Well, they are a pretty good product. I mean, oh, they're like, fantastic. Been around a long time, so. So there were two blokes who were looking for you in Brisbane, anyway. Yeah, mate, just not getting around yeah. too much these these days. I was up there doing cooking shows. You really like that? Mate, you would have done all right, I reckon. I'm, I'm tipping, uh, you'd have thrown in the line, never never trust a skinny cook. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's the one I use when I do the cooking demos. Yeah, and, and a few people came up and said g'day there too. So if you were there at the Morton Bay Expo, come around, and you did come around to the... Yeah, both of you. Eco, eco pot. Yeah, no, there was actually one. Um, <laughs> I was talking you up, mate. To the eco pot um, tent, and uh, we were doing these cooking shows and showing people how to use the eco pot and what you could for, do with it and stuff like that. For the uninitiated... In, in a very, very brief sentence, what is an eco-pot? It's a thermal cooker which cooks without power. So how does that work? Well, what it is, it's three steps. So you bring your meal to the boil. So say you're doing a chicken curry, you throw it all in the pot. Yep. You bring it to the boil, let it simmer for 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Stick it in the... Then it's in a, this big silver jerry, like a, like a billy can type pot. Stick that in the eco-pot, shut the lid and it'll... Do the rest. And continue, slow cook. continue to slow cook. Yeah, for about eight hours, if you oh, want, up to that? eight hours. How very, very be? good. No That's power. all at the end of the day. Well, I'll tell you what I what I learnt while I was doing it. While I was cooking a curry, there's another smaller pot that slides in the top of the big pot. So I did a bread and butter pudding in that oh. whilst the curry was cooking. Two courses. <laughs> Mate, unbelievable. You probably put, put, put rice or something in that as yeah, well. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can put rice in it. Yeah. And what happens is that the, the, the beauty of it is that um, we had rice going in one of them as well in the top pot most of the time. But what, um, and what, the beauty of it is that the, because it traps the, um, the heat, and there's no trans, transfer of flavours. 
So you can cook two different, completely different meals in the thing at the same time and you won't have any crossover with the flavour. Well, that'd be good for my family because they're very fussy. Yeah, no, they're a very good thing. We mainly use ours because when we travel, you know, that first day, you want to get that big day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to get out of Dodge and you sort of try and knock over 800, 1,000 Ks in that first day. So if, there's nothing worse when you get to where you're going. You go, what are we going to knock off for a feed here? So... Um, you know, you're buggered, you couldn't be bothered, you've you know, you've set up, you've had a beer and then you've got to start cooking a feed. Yep. So oh, it's good if you've done else. if you've done twenty minutes prep in the morning before you left, it's done. By the time I, you get there, it's you just open the pot up and mate, voila. I remember a few times when we were filming the off road adventure show, we'd start at five or six in the morning for a big day's travel and not start cooking tucker till eleven o'clock at night. Mm. Ronnie Dale does that. They've got a yeah. shut off period. But they'll put a roast on at eleven. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie Dale, he does, that's what he does. Oh, mate, takes the fun out of your day. Oh, I reckon it would do. I mean, like, you know, you've travelled all day and it's not easy work that either. No. So basically you've got to pull up and then knock up a feed 11 at night. Particularly in certain spots, it takes it out of you more than others. So. Yeah, so there you go. But um, you know, I know that's what he does and they actually take the piss out of him over it, like the blokes at tour with him. Yep. You know, Ronnie's cooking hours, but I think the 11 o'clock's the <laughs> shut-off at night. I think yep. that's, and I think, well, I think 11 o'clock is when they... Oh, actually, it could even be later than that because I think 11 oh, o'clock's no. a shut-off to find camp. He's big on travelling at night. Yeah, look, oh, I don't mind it, but uh, to be honest, I'd rather be sitting around the, oh, mate, sitting around the look, fire with a cold one. Look, I don't mind travelling at night at all, but I'd rather, yeah, 100%. I would like I like looking for a camp around 4 o'clock in the Arvo and go, yep, this is us, and you just sort of get that set. You enjoy the sunset. Yeah. I like, the, I like, I like to enjoy this, especially in the outback. I love to enjoy the, the yeah. sunsets in the outback and or even in the bush, you know, with the sun going down through the trees and the big thing I'm looking or forward over to rivers and creeks and you just think, How good's this? When I start these tours is is a far more relaxed itinerary than what we used to when we're mm. filming the show because that's full on. All right. Yeah, no, exactly right. So mate, let's talk a bit of free camping. Yeah, free camping, my favourite thing to do. I reckon look, a lot of people and you can actually get the I think there's you know, books and all sorts of things, and there's wiki camps and yeah, all these things. Heaps of places where you can free camp. Because, I mean, you talk to people who travel around Australia and they'll basically try and free camp as much as they can, obviously, because... It, yeah, well, that's it, what my dad does with his caravan. He'll, it's not hard to do, especially with the van. Yeah, he'll suss them all out ahead of yeah. time. and Yeah, with the van, I find with the van, it's a lot easier, even if you are travelling at night, even on road, if you're travelling at night with a van... You can just pull over into a sort of a rest stop as long as you're not parking in truck spots. Yeah. Nothing well, worse than that. That's a bit of an issue, that. Oh, that's that's huge. You know, I mean, and for people out there who are listening to us who have got caravans, don't park in truck parking base. Well, when you go to a, like a, a public reserve somewhere. Yeah, but if you just pull up, you, you know. And you've got all these vans camping there with yeah. bloody sewerage pipes hanging out into the car park and all that sort of carry on. That's mm. no good. Yeah, no, I don't know about the sewerage pipes. I think that's a grey water, isn't it? Grey water, whatever it is, it's, it's yeah, no good. Yeah, but not all not all vans have a grey water tank. But in saying that, it is a lot easier. Even if you're, I mean, I know with us, I remember one time we we were driving along. I can't remember where we were. I think we were out west of Wagga somewhere. It was it was dark? I said, mate, I've had enough. Let's pull over, and we drove off the side of the road, under a tree or near to these group of trees. Pulled up, had a feed, went to bed, got up in the morning, had a quick brekkie, and went again. You know, the van, obviously with the van, it's very easy to do that. That's right, yeah. Um, obviously with, you know, swags are easy and the odd roof tent, things like that. But if you're setting up camp, it could be a bit more involved. But Especially if you've got one of those things that needs a development approval to put up and you could have six people and a, no, some, yeah. some sort of architectural degree. I think the majority of camper trailers and all that now are fairly easy. Yeah, I'm talking about the tents, the ones that have got 16 oh, yeah, rooms. No, 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 no. 300 no, poles, no. you've got to lay them out in order. No, that's not for me. And here's another tip too. You notice they never, ever go back in the bag. Mate, we were sitting in a caravan park in the Northern Territory once, watching a bloke there with one of those collapsible toilet rooms. Mm. Mate, what a what an afternoon's entertainment that was. <laughs> a collapsible <laughs> toilet room. He, he was... Doing circles around the thing and then take it two steps back, fold his arms, stand there and look it up and down, uh, sizing it up. Oh, this went on and on and on. When he finally got it in, there were six or seven of us there, gave him a great big cheer. He had no idea we'd been watching him for the last hour. Yeah, you know the thing is, you should have watched him the next day when he tried to put it all back in the bag. <laughs> Do you notice it never happens? No matter what you buy, yep. it will never go back in the bag. The sleeping way. bags. Sleeping bags, in, mate, yep. in particular. 
they will not go back in the bag, especially the way they came. That's right. When you open it up, you go, just how good is this? And then oh, you open it up and it all just goes. Machine. It just all it can spreads out. <laughs> and you think, shit, how am I going to get that back in that little bag? That's the end of that. So what you do is you go and buy yourself a bigger duffel bag and you stick it all in that. And that, <laughs> that's what I do anyway. I've got my sleeping bag in a duffel bag. Yeah, I Darty's sell a whole bunch of other bags that are mm. huge. Yeah. So I just grab a couple of those. And yeah, yeah, that's the go. Pops they, in there easy and you and can throw your pillow in there. and yeah. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah, that's what you want. So you can throw them on the roof if they're waterproof and things like that. But um, but free camping is the go. I know when I went over to Perth, as I mentioned before, we I camped, free camped all the way over, all the way back. And you can find there was, camp, there was a camp spot I found, which was an absolute ripper. And it was just about 20-odd Ks the... Western side of Fowler's Bay. You've been in a Fowler's Bay? No, I haven't. But it's like a sleepy little seaside town. In just it's about 130 k's in the other side of Sejuna from the border, and you, you trip over it. If you're heading across the Nullarbor, you go through Sejuna, through Sejuna, and then as you drive on about 130 k's, you'll see the turn off to Fowler's Bay. Yeah, yeah, I've driven driven past there, but I haven't stopped there. Well, it's like a little sleepy seaside fishing town. So a big wall, like a big, there's a massive wharf that goes out and then um, across the water and then um, a lot of holiday homes that are all sort of shut up for winter time. Uh, there's a caravan park there, not a lot else, not much else there, a couple of cafes yeah. and things. But just about, oh, I don't know, 20 k's west of there, there's this little beach camp behind the dunes. It's a freebie. Yep. And you wheel in there, there's no phone service or any facilities whatsoever. But, uh, geez, it's a great spot. Some of the best spots that you'll camp at are free, aren't they, well, really? You think about it. If you take the time to go and do your, your research and sort of plan out your route mm. around free camps, you can you can camp on some seriously amazing real estate. You can mm. literally, you know, live like king and queens yeah. with an absolute waterfront view, if that's your thing, yep. every single night. Yeah, that's right. And especially with the way some of... The, there was one bloke when we camped there, and when I say we... I bumped into a mate of mine. I overtook this bloke in a little motorhome thing. That turned out it was a mate of mine. And um, anyway, so we decided we'd have a few beers and catch up. And, um, and when, uh, the places you bump into people, it was a nullable. Anyway, <laughs> when we got there, we, I said, well, we can't, why don't we just see where this goes? And we dra- drove this track, and it got a bit rough. Anyway, we got in there, and it was beautiful. You could hear the waves. So we... Walked a sort of there was like a track there was a, there was a couple of four wheel drives that driven onto the beach where we were, with fishing rods and all that stuff. So we walked up this track, and he was a bloke with an off road van, camped on this little point right on the beach, like he had the ideal spot just sitting there set up, yep. and um, and again a free spot. But what I, the point is if you've got a van because the way caravans are these days, yeah they've got full you know toilet showers grey water tanks things like that. Mate, you, you can what you say. You can camp on some pretty serious real estate and yeah. just relax and take it in at absolutely no cost. Some of my favourites are on the Murray River, mm. right in that sort of western end of New South Wales and Victoria. There, yep. there's some stunning spots along there. Yeah, there's I like, and there's plenty. I know even in, even with um, that run when you go from uh, for, say from Birdsville when you go north up to to get yourself to McKinlay. So you might we went to the Walkabout Creek pub one night. Yep. And some of the free camps along there, on that on that sort of on that road, and the tracks off where you can just—it's absolutely sensational. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful, country. the Channel Country, mate. Yeah. I love it. But a lot of the showgrounds too, you can camp in showgrounds if you're travelling yeah, through that's towns. Right. Yeah, that's right. And they do have um, some facilities. I noticed the other day when we did that Moreton Bay Expo last week up in um, in Redcliffe, the Redcliffe Showground. It's it's a, it's a marked camp spot with facilities. Yep. So uh, a lot of the councils now, a lot of you've noticed now when you drive through country towns, and we try to we, you know, we try to push that, don't we? Like we try to recommend that people do it. Uh, they've got these signs now, RV friendly town. Yeah, I've seen plenty of those. Yeah, which is a good thing. So people now know that when they're heading into town with their caravan on or their motorhome or whatever, even camper trailer, you know you're welcome. Yep, there's something there for you, so it's good. Well, it sort of brings us to the next thing we're going to talk about, and that's utilising technology. 
in your in your four wheel driving and your camping and, mm. and trip planning and things like that. It's, it's a big part of it now. It's a massive part of it now. You know, I did that um, that thing at the start of last year where I, I set myself a goal every single day for three months I was going to post a campsite, mm. and the majority of them I'd actually been to. There were a few there that I hadn't, and uh, and when I was doing my research, I found two sites in particular to be very very handy. The first one is probably not so obvious, and that's Google Maps. Mm. So if you just go into an area on Google Maps and isolate that area, type in, in your little directions, campgrounds, mm. it'll pop up all the campgrounds within that area. Mm. Mm. And there'll be hundreds there you didn't realise even existed. Mm. So that's a great way to do some exploring. The other one is on the HEMA cloud. Mm. So HEMA obviously um, huge in, in off-road mapping and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. And, mm. and I think they were involved with um, the free camps books that were... The, yeah, that's the right. They were, yeah, that, right yeah, yeah, they were. So they're all uploaded there as well, and mm. uh, and there's a lot more detailed information on there in mm. terms of the mapping and in, and information about mm. sites that well, they've you got find a, on Google Maps. Well, even on their Saturdays, I've got the HX1, the Huma HX1, and yep. but if you're stuck somewhere, you just push in camp spots. It brings up everything. Camps Australia wide. That's what it was called. Yeah, it's amazing. You just you know, and it tells you, and, and then you just go go, and it'll direct you straight into it. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's turn a by turn. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I've used that. That option on the Huma uh, plenty of times. Yeah, so they're my two go-tos when I'm doing a bit of research and looking mm. for stuff. So I'll, I'll sort of narrow it down on Google Maps, then I'll go onto the Huma cloud and get a lot more detail. Yeah, well, I can tell you that the um, the wiki camps thing, the backpackers live off that. Yep. Like the people travelling in the you know, those little wicked vans. and Yeah, I haven't you know, used that one. I'll have to look into that. Mate, it's unbelievable. I actually, I've actually got it on my phone just to see how it all works. Just obviously, you know... In, because of what we do for a job, it's good to know what's out there and what yeah. works. But wiki camps is amazing, unbelievable, and a lot of people use it, including not just the not just the grain, uh, not just the um, the, the backpackers, yeah. you know, in the wicked vans and all that, but actually the grain nomads as well. They're using it, yep, and um, and they and they're getting these camp spots as well, which is fantastic. I, I've got to tell you, and and there was a big caravan show. It's still on now. I mean. With this podcast, whenever you're listening to it, but the big, you had the big show in Moreton Bay. There's a massive caravan show in Melbourne, and it just goes to show just how strong this is, mate. There are people out there buying camper trailers by the minute, yep. and caravans, and getting out there. Oh, why wouldn't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a big campaign to promote people to holiday here. With you've got things like this coronavirus, and yeah, that's right, things like that. I mean. You always feel a little bit safer when you just stay home. Oh, look, one, once you've had your eyes open, mate, and you've been out in, mm. into the true heart of Australia and experienced it for yourself, it's a no-brainer. Mm. If you haven't been out there and you haven't experienced it and you've only seen you know, pictures in magazines and TV ads, I can understand why you might not realise how wonderful it is. Mm. When but I say it, stay home, I mean stay in Australia. Yeah, stay in Australia. I get mm. it. I get it. Mm. No, but, but some people might think, why would you want to stay home? No, no. Stay home, stay in Australia, but mm. go out there and experience. Yeah, get out there and have yeah, a look. And, I mean, just... and, and a lot of people say, oh, it's more expensive and you can go to Fiji for the, after money. And Well, mate, we've just given you some options. If you look into the free camping and look into some of those options where you can source those spots, yep. you can travel Australia and camp out and, and do it all for reasonable for reasonable cost. I mean, Absolutely. the fuels... To be honest, I know with me, on any of our big trips, and you probably agree... Fuel is the biggest expense, oh, of really. Of course it is, absolutely. Oh, beer in my case a bit <laughs> sometimes, but fuel is the biggest. It is the biggest. Uh, it's the biggest cost. So as long as you yeah. can factor all that and in. And look, and if you're not sure about travelling into these areas by yourself, tagalongs are a great way to do it. And mm. I'm not talking necessarily about mine, mm. uh, but people like Vic Whitman. He mm. runs a great tagalong company, and they've got heaps and heaps of different sort of mm. trips that well, they Vic's do. Well, Vic's been doing it for a long time, mate. Vic's been doing it for a long time. He's got a great team of people, and they go to mm. some amazing places. And if if you want to go and experience those sort of areas, but you're, mm. you're sort of a bit hesitant, and I can understand why you might be. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, this is one of the most you know, harshest countries on the planet. Well, but I'd recommend, I mean, I know on one of Vic's trips, it's the Canning Stock Route. Yeah. Now, if you were planning on doing that, I think you'd have to look at going with someone like Vic. Oh, why wouldn't you? You'd you be know, mad not to. You go out there, well, you wouldn't do it on your own. You're going with blokes that have been there and done exactly, it. Exactly. They support. know all of the yeah. little secret spots along the way, which you probably won't find otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a support crew. That's exactly right. Something goes wrong with your vehicle. He's got mechanics there that can help sort that out. Yep. So, I mean, you're not going to get left stranded if something goes wrong. So... Yeah, no, for something like the Canning Stock Route, which would have to be probably the most isolated track in Australia, you would certainly go with 
someone like him. Absolutely, or any or any of the other guys that have been mm. around for a while that are credited that know what they're doing. Mm. You know, look into it. It's it's a great way to get into it if you are a bit hesitant about doing it yourself. And, and you know, if you happen to be lucky enough to have a bunch of mates that have been there and done that, fine, go with them. Yep. Uh, that's exactly right, and, uh, and and it's always safety in numbers, mate. Absolutely, and it, look, you know, it's it, it's the best way to do these things. Mm. You know, a, an experience shared is is twice as much fun, if you ask me. You talk about the technology. I'll tell you one one of the biggest things that I think is coming. You know, one of the handiest tools you'll have when you're, do, you're planning a trip is YouTube. Yeah, because you know, say you're heading to the Cape for the first time and you're not sure. There are thousands of clips and videos oh. of people doing Cape York, including all the programs like yours yep. that you were on and, you know, Graham and Sean O and Ruthie and everyone's done it. So you can actually research and you can have a look and see how deep the crossings are and you can see where you can camp. You can, you know what to expect. Before you get there. Before you leave. Yep. Because you've just watched people do it. Yeah, and it's the same for the high country, for the Simpson Desert. Absolutely. For all those iconic destinations. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great that's a great source of um, to do some research. Just yeah. check out YouTube, and then you know you, you know exactly what you're in for. Where you know not so long ago, you had no idea until you got there. Before I mean, you might have looked at it in a magazine or the odd television well, program. Look, that can still happen up there. You know, the weather mm. changes pretty quickly. Yeah, I know it can, but at least region. But at least you know. I mean, at least you you can and you can do if you say someone tells you about a track, you can just go on and Google that track on YouTube, type it into YouTube. Oh, someone's done someone's it. Someone's done it. Someone's filmed it. Yep. It's just, <laughs> I think it's probably one of the, the handiest um, tools that you'll have in regards to technology on this sort of caper. YouTube's a great a great thing to look at. So say, just to prepare yourself. Yeah. Think yeah. about Mal Layla when they did it without tracks. Oh, look, they wouldn't. They didn't have tracks. They, they cut the tracks in. Yeah, he was even... the first to do the Gibb River Road. Yeah. It's just amazing. First across the Simpson in vehicles, oh, just mate, incredible. They, those blokes were hardcore. They yeah. were seriously, seriously hardcore. Not bad for pommies. You know, what, what you saw on TV was so watered down compared to what they'd done before that. Mm, yeah, I mean, I've, I imagine you know, Mal appears on the camping and off-road radio show and some of the stories he's told us there, I mean, especially the one down the Colo and rubber dinghies. And yeah, that's right. With his missus. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and using the, the dinghy as a shelter at night to sleep under. And I wonder if he's gone up and had a look in the Darling now that it's empty and seen all yeah, the rock I, bars that he got caught on. There was a show on the um, there was a show on the ABC the other well, a couple of months ago now about the Darling, and they actually spoke to Mal. They got Mal on that show. Yep. They went up and asked him a few questions about it. It certainly has changed since... Um, <laughs> when he, he did, did it, it, add water. And, yeah, but... Was, um, that was a big thing. Yeah, but there were some. If, if you look at some of the footage, you see them pushing the boat across rocks and. Yeah, for people who don't uh, know what we're talking about, um, one of the adventures that the Leyland brothers got up to before the TV series made them famous was they traversed the entire length of the Darling River in a mm, dinghy, mm. and it, it was certainly an adventure. Um, wasn't without, you know, the hiccups along the way. Well, mate, they made they they buggered. They they didn't take any oars. Yeah. They just didn't expect to be rowing, <laughs> and then they then they made. The new propeller blades. Out of tin cans. Out of baked, baked bean, bean tins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were fairly resourceful blokes. Well, you've got to be if you're going to go and do that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, but you need to, you need to um, if you go on and scroll through our podcast on that show, the trip they did from, the plan trip, they never actually did it in the end. They never made it. But the plan trip, and I think in an 18-foot Quintrex from Darwin to Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, man nearly and Mal died. Mal fell out of the boat. Nearly died. Yeah, yeah. mate, Unbelievable. They were hardcore for, um, for you know, there was there was actually three of them. There was Mal and Mike and a mate of theirs yeah, and um, who Mal often talks about. And then obviously the, when they got married, the, their wives joined them and their kids. And, yep. Yeah, they certainly uh, got out there. And he's still doing his best, Mal. Yeah, he's having a crack. Planning, planning a few things and getting around in his motorhome. And, you Good know, can you imagine people when they pull up in a caravan park and he's Mal Leyland? Yeah. Right. Especially the Green Nomads. They'd be yeah. able to relate to him and yeah, know who definitely. he is. Yeah, so. The young people of today are probably wondering who the hell we're talking about. Mm. Yeah, no, so anyway. But no, all very, very good. So that's how technology can help if you're camping. And those weather apps are good too, and you can predict storms. And Yeah, that's right. Well, things, you know, they get on there and, you know, you'll know. If you're somewhere, you'll know if the weather's going to change. And it gives you some idea. In my last couple of vehicles, I actually replaced the stereos and put, like, um, an Android tablet mm. in there in its place. Yeah. Um, 
mainly so I could download weather apps and have that on the screen in the centre. I'd hook it up to the Wi-Fi, which mm. I had in the car as well, mm. and uh, and get the weather updates and check the radar and all that sort of thing. It saved us a couple of times. Yep. Uh, happy days. And, uh, and and you'd be able to pass all this knowledge on on your tag-along trips. And well, that's the plan, right? Yeah, yeah. that is the go. When's the first one? First one is at the end of March. Yep, so, so that's not far away. So yeah. you've still got some spots there. Still got a few spots left to go for that one, mate. Uh, we're keeping the numbers fairly low so mm. that everyone you know has their own space and has a good time. And yeah, that's it. I think it's that's going to be the key. Um, I think the tours we're doing are fairly fairly different to everyone else as well. You know, we're going to have that sort of money can't buy experience on every tour. Well, what's that been? Got the hangover with you? Well, well, there's that. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, um. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do me. Anyway, go on. Yeah, James Blundell. You know, you don't you don't get to go and do his backyard too often. No, that is true, mate. So, sing a few um, songs on the on yep. the second tour. We're gonna, I've got something fairly special lined up with some opal mining. Yep, uh, that'll be cool. Yeah, that's out in Whitecliffs. All right, so that that's a weird place, Whitecliffs. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. I, I thought it was a very. I don't know. It was different. Great feed at the pub there. Yeah, I didn't go to the pub there. Really? No. I find that hard to believe. No, I didn't go to the pub. We were just passing through, mate. We just it's stopped through It's very un-Australian. But it's very... Um, we've been to plenty of pubs before there, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I don't doubt it we were on a ru- We were on, on a rush home, but it's a strange place, isn't it, Whitecliffs? Yeah. Different. It is. It is. It's got a feel about it, because uh, it's a bit like a very small version of Cooper Pedy, in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it's... Um, what do you think of Cooper Pedy? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. We were down there a couple of years back, and a mate of mine absolutely he really loved it. I could have, to be honest, I could have taken it or leaving it. I wasn't. And See, that's I'm, no disrespect to anyone there. I've got to tell you one thing about Cooper Pedy, apart from the obvious. The un- we stayed in an underground motel. The, I think the landscape got to do. and the under that underground church, that that big yeah. church. We went in there. I didn't visit that. But the one thing that um, I only did it because I wanted to see it. Like it was just amazing. You know, I'm not really uh, a church. Either way, but it was just the, the way that you think they could build something like that underground. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? But the one thing, because it's a very multicultural town, yep, Cuba Pity, was the restaurants, the quality of the food in, in, yeah. in some of the places there. And that was what my mate loved because he's a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to that. So he went to there was there's an Italian, I think it's a pizza shop or pizza pasta restaurant where on the wall there's all autographs of famous people that have been in there. Oh, did you sign it? No, I didn't. No, but there's plenty have, or plenty of plenty of um, well-known people had been in there. But um, you know, there was all different um, because of the because of the fact that it's a very multicultural sort of community. The restaurants were just A grade. I think yeah. one night he took me to a Greek restaurant, which I don't think I'd ever been to in my life. Things like that. But no, it's, if you're into that, and if, if you're a bit of a traveller, a bit of a road traveller. Cuba Pedy is a great spot, but again... Oh, you've got to experience it. We were on a pretty big trip, and for me, I, I didn't mind it. And I'm not being... You know, I know there's a lot to see and do out there. There's a lot of history out there. But I'm probably more of a north person, northwest. You see, I'm a real sucker for, for prospecting, whether it's, you know, gold, gemstones, opals, whatever. I don't know. It's the thrill of the chase that Going through people's in. pockets. Going through people's pockets. Yeah, let's keep that one quiet. The judge said I couldn't do that anymore. But uh, yeah, I love that sort of stuff. If you're into that, you'll be. Um, so I'm like drawn it. to those areas, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm more of. I just know what it is. I just like that northwest. I like the Channel Country. I like outback Queensland. I love Northern Territory. Yeah, Territory's great. Yeah, for Going me, back there this year. Yeah, well, I'll, well, mate, we, we are working on some stuff at the moment where we could be spending some time up there this year as well. But um, it, for me, you feel more Australian when you're in those places. That's for me. Yep. You know, when we're all Aussies and we all, you know, love the fact that, you know, we live in a, in a pretty good country, but when you go to places like the Northern Territory, when you go to the Outback, when you visit some of these stations like Trilby and Kilcower and others, you feel more Australian, you feel more connected to the place. You can yeah. understand where the Indigenous people get that connection to their land. Mate, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. When I did um, the last tour, I went through Central Australia and we did... Uh, some of the Fink Gorge and Uluru and mm. Stanley Chasm and yeah. you know, Kings Canyon and all that sort of mm. stuff. I know exactly what you mean. Mm. And it's the same in the Northern Territory. You know, you're sitting in a in a rock pool at at Litchfield National Park, or you know, sitting under a waterfall or something like mm. that. It's it's just uniquely Australian. Mm. Even when you walk into a roadhouse and go to the bar, yep. You think, yeah, good's this. I mean, it's <laughs> like this is it. This is what it's all about. You know, this is Australia. This is like the real. 
You know, and that's why movies like Crocodile Dundee were so successful, apart from the fact that Paul Logan was pretty good in it. Yep. But um, the fact that it was basically, you know, set in the Australian outback and in, in Northern Territory in particular made it hugely successful because I think everyone has a bit of an attraction to that to that sort of lifestyle. Absolutely. And, you know, and I get a lot of... I mean, obviously, the, main, the majority of our population live on the coast because they want to be near the beach and near the big cities. I don't know why... But um, the coast and the water, yeah, sure. But the big cities, no, I've got no attraction to that at all. But but everyone has got that. They want to go out to the outback. They want to go to country towns. Everyone's got that. They want to be well, look certainly everyone, in the country. Everyone who's ever been wants to go back, and yeah, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly right. And uh, people just love it. They love that those country pubs, and they love those country towns, and they love getting out into the outback. And nothing, I don't care what anyone says, you will not beat. Sunset and sunrise in the outback. Yep, agreed, hundred percent. You will not beat that. So, uh, if you are planning a trip this year, because now's the time. Yep, people are planning those outback trips right now. Yeah, well, our second trip is going to be through outback New South Wales. We've yep. got a couple of special things planned on that. There'll be mm. a, an outback and uh, you know glass of bubbles and mm. glass sort of, of bubbles, glass of bubbles for the for those who want that sort of thing. Not me. Not me. It, it might be. Well, is there bubbles and apple cider in there? No, there won't be any cider on this trip. I think this will be, no. uh, yeah. What hardcore? A little bit bourbon. Just yeah, but in in, in very much in moderation. Yeah, yeah. Just no. enjoy the odd one at sunset and one or two around the fire and yeah, that'll do me. It's funny, you know, or well, not funny, but you think about how bad the bushfires were, and like like so many people lost their lives. It's devastating, and then you know properties and. And and the wildlife and the just the devastation, it won't be long until we're lighting fires. Yeah, that's right. You know, sitting around them. Yep. And, and I just I actually thought of that. Like, like when, when you when I looked at when, I, when you look at some of the campgrounds that were burnt out and some of the you know those four wheel drive destinations up the mid north coast and in the west of Sydney in the mountains and all those places where people will normally head to in a four wheel drive and camp that were just burnt out. It won't be that long before people are back there actually lighting a campfire. That's right. Because it'll be freezing cold. And uh, it's very ironic when you look at it that way. Um, we did mention earlier in regards to the bushfires, the south coast copped an absolute hammering. And um, so we um, decided to go down. There were 19 caravan parks that we know of were evacuated. Yep. So we're going back to one of them that was basically, you could say, was evacuated twice. They were evacuated and then they couldn't get out, so they go back, resettle and then be told to leave again. So they were completely disrupted. So we're going down to the Kings Point Retreat at Ulladulla. If you want to come with us, I think there could be, I think it was booked out, but I think there might be one or two spots have opened up. You just go to our website, bluecollarmedia.com.au, click on Contact Us, and then you can um, try and reserve a spot that way, and we'll put you in touch with them. Uh, but we're in for a cracker weekend there. But it's not just there. There are trips the following week all around the place as well. Um, I don't know, Mad Matt was behind a big push to get people... Remember Mad Matt? Know him? Yeah, yeah, I know Your him. mate? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, he's in America at the moment. Is he? He is. Yeah, well, he's a great bloke, Mad Matt, and he he, he was he sort of got this idea to try and get everybody out to go and visit a town, so there's trips all over the place, so keep an eye out yeah. for that. He's uh, a good bloke to travel with, actually. Is he? He is. He's a really good bloke to travel with. I reckon he'd drive you mad. You know, that's what I thought would happen. Yeah, you know, and and I, I've said this to his face, so I've got no problem saying it now. I thought, this trip up the Cape, this is going to do my head in. Mad Matt's going to drive me insane. Mm. Mate, we had the best time. Mate, he's a very knowledgeable bloke. Very we had no the best time. Yeah. We're, we're both as stupid as each other. Yep. Um, and, yeah, it was just awesome. He's I'd a, do it again in a heartbeat. Mate, he's a good bloke. Not only that, he's very knowledgeable, mechanic, like mechanically minded. So. Mate, one of the best bush mechanics you yeah. will ever meet. Yeah, so a pretty handy bloke to yeah. take away with you. Well, he kept my Lada Neva going mm, all yeah, the way there. Yeah, and back. fair enough. And Jamie's Range Rover, which is probably more grief than my Lada. Yeah, right. Well, anyway, so for those of you uh, who are doing those trips, well done to you and, um, and uh, congratulations for putting one together if you've done that. But Mad Matt was right behind. He was on the phones, working the phones. Yeah, that's right. Talking to people, trying to encourage them to do it. He set up a Facebook page. He did all that. and um, He's a good man. He is a very good, he's very passionate about the four-wheel drive community. I'll tell you what, there is another one on in March too down at Tarthra Beachside. Frankie J. Holden's got the caravan park down there. So there's a big country music weekend down so there in March. Is he going to have to leave now? Holden's finished in Australia? No, he won't, mate. No, that's not even funny. <laughs> oh, come what are your on. thoughts on come that? Come on now. 
What What are your thoughts on the Holden? Oh, mate, I'm shattered. Um, as growing up, I was always a Holden fan. Mm. Yeah, when it was the old. I was Holden a Ford man, Ford. but uh, I've always been a Holden guy. Um, look, mm. to be honest, these days I I don't give two hoots about the brand. Whatever it is that gets you out there and gets you back, mm. and you and it's yours, then happy days. I'm 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 all for it. There's there's basically not too many brands that I wouldn't be happy to jump in and have a drive of or or even own. But I feel for the people who are losing their jobs out of this. Mate. It's a shame that we lose such an iconic name. I mean, we like take a Vegemite off the shelves. Yeah. yeah oh, if look, you know what I mean? It's I mean, really we invented sad, the Holdens. I mean, it's just amazing that, and like I said, I've, I've, I haven't owned too many Holdens. I've always been a bit of a Ford bloke, yep. but um, but I've had a couple. But I just um, I just think it's just another bit of our it's culture, been, our identity. It gone. has been a thread of our fabric here in Australia. Uh, 100%. I mean, I know for, we haven't made it here. generations and generations. I know we haven't built Holdens here for a few years, and... They certainly have changed from the old Kingswood days. Yep. But uh, and the, you know, and then the Commodores, but and the Tiranas, and you know, they're some pretty good cars. Oh mate, you know? the, the coin they're pulling now. Well, the Holden is... Sandman panel van. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, they're pulling enormous coin, but but they're a part of our identity of who we are. Like I said, it's like taking taking Vegemite off the shelves. I'm not making yeah. that anymore. That's right. Gone. I well, mean, it's just incredible the fact that the name. I mean, the name will never, ever be gone, but the fact that we're just, it's for it to be shut down the way it has Straight been. Straight on the scrap heap. It's just the anyway, it is what it is, and uh, it's the times we live in, but geez, it's a shame. It's, um, they, it's holding cars are certainly part of the Australian fabric, aren't they? Yeah, very much so, mate. It's, yeah, it's a sad day. It really is a yeah, sad day. And it took a few people by surprise. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And, but like we say, it's been a long time since anybody built cars in Australia, the, the closest to it now is uh, Ram trucks, yeah, because they remanufacture them here. Yeah, well, Ram and uh, and the Silverado, yeah, or HSV. Yeah, well, the Rams deal. are actually stripped back to to the tubs. Yep, more or less, and remanufactured. They're not just converted; they're remanufactured. They're stripped down. I've seen footage of it, and I've had meetings with them, and it's amazing. And they're employing a lot of people to do that work. So. Um, that's the place, that's probably so, the closest. So H- to H- car. HSV is the last Australian manufacturer. Yeah, so there you go. So there's not much of it happening anymore, and it's a shame. And uh, apparently, the luxury car tax was brought in to sort of protect our car industry. That did well. Yeah. There's, there's, and there's no talk of getting rid of that luxury car tax either, by the way. <laughs> no, not no, that I have a luxury car, but still, it'll it'll still apply to your 200 series and your Land Rover. Yeah. But that's wrong. Well, that's wrong in itself. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's it a should gouge. not be on a four wheel drive at all. It's a gouge. Yeah. Oh, look, maybe a maybe a you know AMG G wagon or oh, something. Oh yeah, like but that, I'm talking but about your traditional four wheel drive. You know, your Toyota, your Nissan. I I just don't believe that. I just think it's a rort. Of course it is. Only a rort if you're not in it. And we're not in it. So there you go. It's a rort. Just another thing too, just on a personal note, as you know, we get behind Beyond Blue. They have a they have a um an event that's held every year that we participate in called Beyond the Bitumen. And we've entered our team and we're ready to go. Uh if you want to donate to that, all you do is go to our Facebook page and scroll down and you'll find the Beyond the Bitumen Staying Alive twenty five team is us. Yep. My daughter and uh, my missus are on that. And raising money for Beyond Blue. So if you want to help out there, yeah, good on there's you, no there's no um there's no minimum. You can put in two bucks, five bucks. Happy days. I've had people do from five dollars to a thousand. Some generous people out there. Yep. So if you want to be involved, we'll see what it's all about. Go to the Duck Facebook page and it's just the Duck at the Duck Adventures there and you can check out that and just scroll down. You'll see the post. Staying alive twenty five. That's our team for the Beyond Bitumen Car Rally. I think they've got two. This one's in the high country. Oh, it's going to be magnificent. They're off the week after Aladala. Yep. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's such a worthwhile cause. You know, yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it's yeah. The, the cancer of the 21st century. Well, Peter Fion, Peter Fion is the bloke who put it together, him and his wife Trish. Yep. Um, Vic Woodman gets you. He puts a lot on, Peter. He does the, he um, does. He's prostate, a the prostate cancer run as well. Vic Woodman gets behind that. And, um, and good on you, Vic. He donated to our team the other day. He did? Yeah, good man, Victor. Champion. And... Um, but these are good people dedicating their time and their and their own money into these things, and uh, and that's the one we get behind. We we everybody should get behind if you can get behind a, a charity and get behind you know things like that and causes and Beyond Blues our one and that's uh, and Beyond Bitumen Rally is our flagship one. But I think there are two rallies this year for that, so we'll give you details of the second one. We're only participating in the one, yep, which is the High Country one. It'll be good. Happy Wish days. I was going. 
Yeah, sounds sounds terrible. Just oh, terrible. I'll probably still be getting over Aladulla. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, I reckon uh, that's Aladulla about... Aladulla will still be getting over you. Yeah, oh, well, mate, we'll get down there and we'll spend a bit of uh, money Tear in town. And Tear it up. We'll go to the local shops and the pub and... And, uh, and do all of that. And the, the beauty of it is the fact that we've booked out the caravan park, yep. including cabins. We've booked a lot of cabins. A lot of people are just coming along staying in a cabin. And and the word on the street is it's your shout there on the Saturday night. That'd be my shout, mate. But I can tell you that um, <laughs> there is we are shouting a big feed. Oh, nice. There's going to be a big medieval feed, big spit. Oh, how good is that? All that is happening on the Saturday night free of charge. Beautiful. So for all, I think free of charge, there might be some sort of donation for it. Yep. But there'll be there'll be something for it. But that I'm that'll sure be on the Saturday night. We're actually going to do a special edition of the camping and off road radio show live in the afternoon, which will go out on um, nine radios, uh, digital radio plus we'll podcast that, and then Adam Harvey to entertain the masses. Beautiful. It'll be a big night. Sounds terrible. So if you still want to go to that. Just email us. We'll see if we can slot you in. And what's Luke, the dates Luke. on that one, mate? March twenty to twenty-two. So perfect. It's not too far away. So if you want to, uh, if you think you can get to that, uh, certainly just email us. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact, and away you'll go. We'll there sort you, go. you out from there. Plenty going on, mate, between us. Yeah, that's right. A lot. Well, as you know, we're sitting here, I'm working away. I've got my schedule for some Queensland shows, mate. We live in Rocky. Look out. We're coming. Your way, and I think we're going to Mackay. That one could be in doubt, but we have got a whole stack of them, including the Fraser Coast, Nambour, straight after Easter, um, as well as the, the Gold Coast, Fraser Coast. Could be a big. Yeah, I've got tag along tours planned for every month for the rest of the year, except mm. for May, because I'll be away in May. Yep. Uh, and we're not doing one in December because it's just a terrible time of the year to be travelling anywhere. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll um, yeah, so we'll keep people posted on everything we're up to. Just go to our Facebook pages, which is look for Rico. That's it on Facebook, and to find the duck, you just put in the duck at the Duck Adventures, and you can find out what we're up to and grab our schedule there. If you want to email us too, you want to email the podcast, you can do that. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and hit contact, and that'll come straight to us, and we can reply to those emails. Bluecollarmedia.com.au Click on the contact button and you can email us here at the podcast. If you've got any suggestions, we're up for suggestions. we talk about Oh, we'd love to hear it. Good to see you, mate. We've done well. We're back. 2020. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again next week. For all those people who have offered to fill in for Rico, thank you for the offer, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a smelly set of shoes to fill. Uh, it's all good. But um, all right, mate. Well, well I think we've, um, we've, we've had a strong start. What do you reckon? I reckon we need to get back to work, mate. All right. Well, no worries. Well, we'll... Uh, Thanks very much for tuning in to the Duck and Rico's Red Dirt Podcast. That is the first one we've done for a while. Uh, for reasons that we have explained to you, we have been busy working. And it's not as if we're sitting around each week no, looking no. up together. We're not going anywhere, we promise. We'll be back and we'll hopefully get a few in each week. Uh, but they'll be as regular as we can get them. And like we said, we are going to stream them live on YouTube and Facebook, all sorts <laughs> of things. Fun and so, games. So, and that is in between our busy schedules somehow. But anyway, we'll get there. But until next week, Rico. Hooroo. You have fun. And thanks for listening. If you see us out there somewhere, come up and say good day. <laughs>